Monday. That stuff falling from the sky is needed. Hopefully it sticks around for a while, although I'm supposed to play some golf today. But uh, we'll talk about that later. Brewers get two out of three over the weekend, which is good news, and they're still just treading water, and that's all you need to do. Uh, I know a lot of uh, discussion over the weekend, South Freelake coming back, and uh, whether or not uh, Churio is going to be a guy that they can use, and uh, Uribe is another guy that uh, maybe could be an arm down in the minors, and you think maybe, just maybe, this is all going to begin to pay off. They could be the answers, much like uh, Dela uh, De Cruz in Cincinnati. There could be some excitement coming up from the Milwaukee Brewers, from the depths. Who knows? We'll wait and see. But uh, but the Brewers get two out of three over the weekend. You take it. You take it. Your half came back. Uh, you just kind of, you know, like we said, just tread water. Tread water the entire time. And uh, you get to uh, the all-star break, which now I think, what have they got? I don't know, 15, 20 games, somewhere in there till the uh, uh, the all-star break. So you get to that point, and uh, next thing you know, you're you're good to go. All of a sudden, you're, uh, you're doing pretty well. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. That's a phone number. You can also track us down on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us over on uh, Instagram and on Facebook. And uh, you can find us in those places, simply The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, You can find us and subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com, youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Twitch TV as well. And uh, you can find us uh, via the email thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And then you also have um, thebillmichaels.com, which is the website. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and Google Podcasts as well. Um, We've got uh, a little discussion regarding Corbin Burns this morning. And I I got some emails over the weekend about uh, Corbin Burns is done. Uh, You know, they've discovered the cutter. Hitters are hitting it. And uh, I said, well, you know, wait a minute. Um, First of all, I think pitch selection needs to change a little bit. There's no doubt. Uh, But they have certainly teed off on the cutter that he throws. And he needs either another pitch or better location. Usually it's location uh, for uh, Corbin Corbin Burns. Uh, But the question is, Oh, my goodness. Well, they're not going to get anything for him. No, you're going to get – he's still a Cy Young Award winner. (laughs) You're still going to get a nice haul for him. This whole thing about, well, he's – every time he throws, his value is going down. Uh, A little, not much. There's still going to be a team out there that's going to give him over $200 bucks. And and unless he just goes horrifically wrong the rest of the season, no, I don't think so. I also think, too, that Corbin Burns is – looking at this like every start he goes out, it's money, and he's putting pressure on himself instead of just kind of winging it the way he does. So I I think the whole Corbin Burns panic button that people are starting to hit, no, I don't don't see that. I think just he's got to get through it. Pitchers just got to pitch through issues. Good pitchers figure it out. That's what they do. They either reinvent themselves or they get better location. They look at different things like everything from arm angle to release points. You know, I, there, there's 
you know, how much, how much time on top of the pivot we've talked about, you know, the, uh, the, you know, uh, the implementation of the pitch clock and how that's thrown him off. And it's like, nah, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be fine. I'm not overly concerned about Corbin Burns. I think, uh, with what we saw over the weekend, the Reds are human. They finally lost. They lost two out of three, as a matter of fact, to Atlanta. That game on Saturday, uh, was it Friday night or Saturday? That was like 11 to 10. Uh, I watched part of that game. That was that was one of the most exciting games I've seen in a long time. And uh, it was disappointing because the Reds ended up winning the game. But that was one of the most exciting games I've seen in a long time. In a long time. That was that was amazing. Uh to watch both teams just battle and battle and battle. Um, but the whole time you're kind of hoping, you know, just just lose, just lose. That was Friday night. Thank you, Brett. Yeah, because it was seven to six and seven to six. Um that that was Friday night. Man, just it, it was it was a really that was that was a hell of a game. But ultimately, Cincinnati loses two out of three. Brewers win two out of three. Brewers half game back. So, you know, you're you're where you want to be. You're where you want to be. I this this is all you and I have talked about is just be there, just be right there, just be be a half game back, a game back, you know, or a game or two up. Just be there. Come the All Star break, get through the All Star break. Woodruff starting to throw, you know, so you're hoping to get a. Uh, a start or two after the All-Star break that really puts things back on track, and, and you take off, man. Then maybe you start to get some of these young guys that maybe can come up and help you a little bit, or you make a deal for another bat, whatever it's going to be. You know, you get a little spark, and off you go. That's what you're hoping for. And it's probably now, you know, the way you look at it, uh, it it's going to be a battle. It, it's it's going to be a battle between Cincinnati and, and Milwaukee, most likely. Those two teams, I, I know over the weekend, really not a whole lot as far as the standings go. Uh, you didn't get a whole lot of change because you you got Chicago still three games back. St. Louis still eight and a half games back. Pittsburgh's fallen off. Uh, they've fallen on hard times. They're five and a half back. The Cubs are the Cubs are coming on, but I it's it's Cincinnati and, and Milwaukee. I just the one thing I don't want to see is those two teams continually beat up towards one another, and then all of a sudden you're thinking to yourself, "Holy crap!" Because the, the Cubs are in the rearview mirror right now, and they're starting to feel it a little bit. They're climbing back towards 500, two games under 500 at this point. Brewers three games over, Reds four games over, thus the half game lead. So, but Cincinnati's lost two in a row after being that hot. They won 12 in a row. They've lost two in a row. Now they're on the downside. They'll see if they can pick themselves up. And in the meantime, the Brewers off to the East Coast to take on the Mets. There is quite a bit of precipitation expected in New York uh, over the next few days. So, um, so we'll uh, we'll see if they get those games in. You knock on wood that they do, and they don't get disrupted. You know, especially if you've got a good outing going, you don't want to get disrupted. But anyway, that being said. Um, that was uh, that was kind of the uh, the weekend. Yes, it was a weird day yesterday. If you follow me on Facebook, so yesterday uh, on what was it uh, Saturday night? Was it excuse? Yeah, Saturday night. The storms rolled through, and I got to be honest. I opened the windows. I thought, man, I love listening to the rain. I didn't hear. I heard the rain. I didn't hear the wind or any cracks. I mean, I woke up the next day. There's two giant trees in my neighborhood are down. There's branches down everywhere. 
you know. But it, the weird part about it was, like, my house, I left the patio umbrella up. And that was fine. That didn't go anywhere because normally that thing will take off. The branches in my yard, the trees in my yard, everything was fine. But across the street, I mean, like, within 50 yards, massive fucking massive branches down massive massive branches down and it was uh it was crazy it was crazy because it was uh i i never heard any of the cracks i didn't hear, hear any of the trees break or anything i didn't hear anything like that so anyway long story short there was a lot of power outages in the area and the power outages uh, were on and off, and they were kind of scattered around the Waukesha area. So uh, Kristen and I went out yesterday. We had a uh, a charity event to go to, so we went to that, and we went to dinner, and, or like a late lunch. And then after that, we we were on our way home, and I get a notification that the power's out in the area. We Energy hits me up, and then also so does Time Warner. Or Spectrum. Spectrum lets you know that there's either a powder out, power outage or a Spectrum outage. So I get the outage uh, notification. And when I did, I tried to come home and I tried to use the key in my door. And for whatever reason, the key for my front door, I don't ever use that door. I always use the, uh, the remote control on my garage door to get in the house. So every other door is locked. And, and like I always talk about the, the toe kicks for the, uh, the pillow windows and doors. I always have those in. You can't get in the house. So I went to the front door, went to use my key. It wouldn't open the door. I couldn't get the thing because I never use it. I think the lock just kind of got sticky, and I couldn't get it open. So we had nowhere to go. So we went down to Nice Ash, smoked a cigar, drank a couple of beers, hung out for a while, and uh, and ended up you know, sitting down there for a little bit, doing nothing, basically, uh, waiting for the notification. Then they said it was going to be about 9 o'clock last night when they were supposed to be able to actually uh um when they were supposed to be able to you know get the power back but it ended up about six thirty seven o'clock uh is when the power finally finally came back on so it, it wasn't too bad we waited down there a little bit got the door back open came in fixed the lock and good to go so anyway uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy Find us uh, if you want to shoot us up there. You can also track us down via email. A lot of people on email this weekend as well. So I'll touch base. Uh, I'll touch base with you uh, when we, as soon as we get uh, time to read some emails. We'll get into that. Got comments over on the live stream. Uh, all kinds of good stuff. All kinds of good stuff. Um, this one's from uh, Marty. Marty says, uh, "Hey Bill, really worried about Corbin Burns. He just doesn't look right and looks incredibly frustrated." Uh, Corbin Burns always had the habit of running his fingers through his hair in between pitches, not doing that right now because he knows he only has 15 seconds. Do you think that's some kind of weird mental thing that he is going through? This late in the season, though, Marty, I mean, we're half, well, we're almost halfway through the season. You know? Um, I, I just I can't imagine that that would be it. I just I, I can't imagine that that would be it. So I, I, I want to say no. You know, I want to say no. I, I that that's not it. I think more than anything that he's going out and putting pressure on himself to 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 throw damn near perfectly, because he knows, like we all know, there's a value to what he's doing right now. 
So every every time he goes out to the hill, he's trying to be the Cy Young Award winner. He's trying to be, be the $250 million man. And we've seen that, where guys get into a contract year. You know you've got a big tr- contract coming up. And all of a sudden, it's everything just goes south on them. And they can't figure it out. And then you lose money. And then by the time you sign your next contract, then things start coming back again. Then you start feeling it again. So... 877-867-1670. Uh, yes, Marty, also, he said, uh, oh, by the way, did you uh, get your chairs put together? I did. The chairs are awesome. Awesome. Love them. Comfortable today. Uh, it is the, the best bar stools in the history of bar stools. Absolutely love them. So, yes, thank you very much for asking. I, I appreciate it. This portion of the program, we were all over this weekend. And every time we had a chance uh, stopping, whether it's picking up some uh, free ATM cash or uh, stopping in to get a, a sweet tea uh, yesterday before the uh, before the archery shoot uh, or whatever. I mean, it was always quick trip. In and out of quick trip. And don't forget right now, you've got to the end of the week to still go in and get yourself, if you get some Mountain Dew products, you get some extra registration registration points, use your quick rewards card automatically entered for that pontoon boat they're giving away. Compliments of Quick Trip and Mountain Dew. So continually go in and get uh, get ready for that. Milk gallon of milk on sale right now, $2.99 a gallon as well. So much good going on a Quick Trip. Thanks to them for everything they do with us. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So, you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. Bill Michael Show. We continue on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. Veteran-owned, based right here in the state of Wisconsin, and they say thank you to all of you who have uh, have tried them and liked them and enjoyed them and uh, continue to spread the word because they have become uh, – they're no longer doing it out of a small little garage. They're now in a bona fide warehouse with shipping and such. So good stuff from our friends at Burn Pit BBQ. Dot com. That's burnpitbbq.com. Uh, Ronald says, I think that management's going to be buyers at the trade deadline or up to it. I truly believe Burns gets moved for a lot of pieces at the deadline, knowing you possibly have Woody coming back. And I think uh, they try to re-sign Miley and Tehran, giving them an above-average starting rotation until the promising rookies are ready. Don't forget, uh, you've got arms 
that can start in the bullpen as well. Not only uh, is Burns struggling, Freddie is not uh, lights out, and Woody is still on the shelf. How are we are forty and thirty-seven, just hanging around? It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, Freddie Peralta. Freddie Peralta the other day, first two three innings, he just blew it. You know, blew it up. It was fantastic. And then what was it? A thirty-nine pitch fourth inning, and couldn't throw strikes. I mean, like just it just left him. It just evaporated. Couldn't throw strikes to save his life. And just sat there and watched it and watched him struggle. And it was like his release point was way upstairs. Everything was up around the chin. He just he just couldn't find the strike zone. And he's already got kind of a – it's not your prototypical, you know, pitcher slide motion. And, you know, I mean, Contreras didn't go out and say, hey, dude, you know, you got to bring it down. I mean, I know he was trying to kind of point the glove down and say, hey, you need to calm down. You need to settle down. Let's just throw strikes, you know, just get it over. And instead he was trying to pick the pick the corners and go high and get guys to swing and miss at balls way out of the strike zone. And I know he was in trouble, but, man, you got to throw some strikes. So it was uh, – Freddie Peralta was a little bit off as well. But, yeah, you're right. When you don't have Burns being right and you've got Peralta who's not right, um, yeah, it's uh, – it's, it's – it's kind of tough. Now, it's interesting because uh, there was an article. Adam McCalvey wrote an article over the weekend, and it talked about uh, Willie Adamas getting the two-homer, uh, two five-RBI game the other night in the uh, Friday night 7-1 win in Cleveland. Uh, and Council addressed the question. You talk about uh, trying to get the middle of the lineup to hit and hitting coaches and pitching coaches. Last year, the Brewers had 26 games, 26 games, scoring one run or no runs. So far, the Brewers have their 18th and 19th games of the season against the Diamondbacks in those two losses where they scored one or no runs. So they're already way ahead of pace of last year. And the funny thing is that this time last year you had more no-hitters, less hits, and a big part of it is because of the pitch clock and the shift. Okay, And yet the Brewers actually are worse offensively with a with a national league low 677 ops and they're averaging a pace of 4.07 runs a game you got to go at least 4.2 to 4.3 runs per game and they're not uh it's the brewers lowest output of runs since the 2015 season when they had the higher you know and, and granted you still have you know, July and August, which are higher scoring months, months traditionally uh, coming up. But still, offensively speaking, they're just – it's its an inept team. It's all or nothing. We've been talking about that for a while. Uh, the common knee-jerk reaction, is, uh, as Adam says, was, you know, when you start to, you know, blame a hitting coach or a pitching coach or coaches plural, uh, which in this case is almost everywhere now uh, throughout the sport, the Brewers have had multiple hitting coaches – since hiring Ozzie Timmons and Connor Dawson after dismissing Andy Haynes back in 2021. But they said it's just not that easy. One hitting hitting coaches don't assemble the team. And the Brewers officials who did assemble the team were not necessarily expecting an offensive juggernaut anyway. They built a team to win both with pitching and defense. And they attempted to make the offense a little bit better by acquiring Contreras. Uh, and getting his bat at the catching position, that move has paid off, and the former producers such as Jesse Winker and Brian Anderson. Uh, 
Two, the performance of hitting coaches does not always directly translate to the performance of the hitters. That's always been one of the kind of hardest things to explain in baseball, a sport that demands as much, probably more, from a hitter mentally than it does physically. You never convince critics of hitting coaches of that, but uh, those within the uh, walls of the clubhouse will tell you that's true. And two hitting coaches, counsel said, is merely the reflection of how the volume of work in the job has changed. With so much more information available, it takes more smart people to distill and disseminate it. Here's the other problem with that, though. When you take two coaches and you double up the information for a, 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 a batter, you know, and you want all the information at their fingertips, but you, what is the old uh, paralysis by analysis? It's almost like that. Like guys are up there guessing, they're looking, and they're, they're rather than just letting instinct kind of take it, you know, they're getting so deep into the analysis and the statistics of hitting that sometimes it, 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 it screws you up, you know. For comparison, Here's uh, some of the Brewers' OPSs by year during the full seasons of the Craig Council era, okay? 2016, they were 18th. 2017, they were 15th. 2018, very good year, they were 9th. Top 10, remember? Had a hell of a year in 2018. 2019 was 12th. 20 was 24th. 21 was 20th. Last year... Remember, they got off to that, that fast start, and then the pitching just went away. But last year, their OPS was 10th. Usually around the top 10, you're finding yourself deep into the postseason. They found themselves on the outside looking in. And then this year, 27th. Third worst in baseball. Runs per game. 16, they were tied for 25th. Tied for 20th and 17th. 12th and 18, again, near the top 10. They go deep into the postseason. Tied for 15th in 2019, 27th in 2020, which was just a bad year. Uh, that was a COVID year. 2021, they were 12th. They bounced back, heading to the postseason. Uh, last year, they were 10th, 4.48 runs per game. But remember, a majority of those runs were scored in the first half of the season. Second half, when they needed them the, mo- needed them the most, gone. This year, right now is where it stands, 24th. In all of baseball, 24th in all of baseball. So there, you can look at a lot of the correlation where you're not scoring runs, your OPS is down. It all has the same effect. The bottom line is you're in the bottom 20s in just about every offensive category. And you don't have a lot of hope coming on the horizon. You need guys in the middle of the lineup like Adamas, like Contreras, like some of these guys you picked up. You need Jesse Winker to start hitting. You need Roddy Telez to start hitting. You need Christian Yelich to stay consistent. You need all of that for this team to be viable. But this team was built to win via their pitching staff. And with Freddie Peralta and Corbin Burns struggling, Woodruff down, Miley just coming back, they've had in the bullpen, which started out so stellar and hasn't been, uh, well, you know, after the first three weeks started to become, you know, kind of fall back to reality. You kind of see where you're at, and then you think to yourself, how are you only a half game back? You know? So on one hand, it's not good news. On the other hand, you look at it and go, wow. With all the numbers that kind of shake out where they're where offensively where they're at in the lower third, lower quarter of the league, you're kind of like, wow, how is this team even a half game back? They played some pretty good defense. They've gotten better in that department. That's for sure.
Uh, If you want to go ahead and give us a shout, feel free. Joel says, uh, hey, Bill, giving the statistics, I'm still amazed that this team is where it is, but let's not act like they're a juggernaut. Tampa Bay has 54 wins on the season. The Brewers have 14 less than them. They're one of the best teams in baseball. This Brewers team sitting only a half game back in the National League Central is far from being a good team. They're 10 games behind Atlanta and seven games behind Arizona. Both of those teams lead their respective divisions. If we really believe this team is going to win the division, they're going to have to get a whole lot better in the second half of the season to make those numbers come up and at least look average. You're right. Can't argue with any of that. Can't argue with uh, a, a damn word. You've got Arizona at 47 and 32. Uh, Atlanta at 50 and 27 after getting a couple of wins over the weekend, and their run differential is plus 107, which leads uh, the entire National League. But you look at a team like Texas, plus 152, plus 150 for Tampa Bay as they've somewhat, somewhat come back down to earth. The Orioles are only four and a half games back now in that division. Boston, who is uh, a game over 513 games back and pretty much out of it at this point with a record over 500. Tampa Bay's on pace to win 109 games. I mean, that's 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 kind of amazing. So we'll see uh, in in Arizona or uh, excuse me, uh, Texas, who is uh, the 152 games plus in run differential, 47 wins on the season. They're five and a half games up on Houston, who is six games better than 500 in that division. But the uh, American League Central, a lot, lot, a lot, like the National League Central. Minnesota leaves it leads that division with a, a one game over 500 record. That's it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, glad to have you on board, as always. Hey, if you're thinking about uh, maybe a getaway, maybe a cruise coming up next year, uh, maybe February, something like that, always a good time to cruise because you get out of the cold, you get into the warmth, go ahead someplace warm. Our friends at Cruise Planners, they can not only help you plan it, but uh, they can take a deposit. And you can pay it off. They can help you finance it. Get a hold of Kirk and the gang, 262-344-0697, 262-344-0697. That is Cruise Planners, your cruise and land vacation planners. Uh, give them a call and tell them we sent you. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Stopped out yesterday to a Dandela's place, a social house on West Lisbon Road. By the way, the Tiger Burger is just fantastic. I just can't recommend it enough. It's got uh, pepper jack cheese and cheddar cheese and jalapenos and like some kind of jelly on it. And oh my God, it's so good. So good. Not only that, though, they are uh, doing a golf outing uh, today. So hopefully this thing uh, takes off and they are able to do it. But I am going to be on uh, one of the par threes today for uh, the Social House and their their golf outing coming up out of Wanakee uh, later on this afternoon. So, uh, you know, as much as we need the rain, I hope the rain stops at least for a little while so they can uh, get their golf tournament in. But their golf tournament benefits Fisher House, Wisconsin. So, uh, of course... Uh, I want to get the golf tournament in near and dear to my heart when it comes to that. So, anyway, 
Uh, 877-867-1670. Go ahead and uh, give us a shout should you choose to. Um, Let's see here. God, we got all kinds of stuff. Uh, Mike says, I'm sticking with my opening day prediction. 84 wins, Yelich batch, 243, 15 homers. Um, the, uh, yes, I did. I, Mary, I did get the package. Thank you very much. Awesome stuff. Have not had a chance to use it, but yes, I did. Uh, also, uh, this one's from uh, Dirk. Dirk says, uh, hey, guys. Uh, Dirk, uh, in the email inbox, uh, Dirk says, uh, hey, guys, let's not worry about the Brewers' record just yet. They're hanging around, and they're not playing their best baseball. As soon as they start playing their best baseball, they should be able to take off and win this division easily. Uh, I said 83 wins at the beginning of the season. Uh, I don't want to say they're necessarily on pace for that, but things have not, uh, offensively anyway, have not been good. But when you look at the numbers now that they're starting to really kind of kind of, I guess, trickle in, if you will, as Adam McAlvey wrote, the numbers just – they're not great. You know, and again, here's the other thing. Do you think they're going to get better? The final metric, particularly good, it's adjusted such as 100 average, is average. You've got uh, right now, and arguably, the wins against replacement, which is useful because it's normalized across ballparks and, and seasons. In other words, it's helpful to compare the Reds in their uh, hitter's haven to the Padres in a pitcher's park and the Brewers, who, believe it or not, play in a relatively neutral setting at American Family Field. You've got, uh, go back to 2016, the Brewers were ranked 23rd. 2017, they were ranked 19th. A very successful season was 2018. They were 10th, okay? Their worst season to date this year, they're ranked 28th. They're in 28th. Now, you can't all of a sudden go out and get five bats middle of the season. Um, the, the and, and as the bottom line of the story reads, it says the truth is the Brewers need more from the hitters that they are counting on in the middle of the lineup, period. One bat won't make it. Do you go out and get one? Of course you do. Of course you do. But, and, you know, you just, guys like Willie Adamas and company just have to start hitting the baseball. It's that simple. Uh, but uh, you know what? Again, they're statistics. They're, that's all we have to go on. And now statistics have become even more integral in looking at everything from fielding percentage and 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 launch angles and with the shift, without the shift, day games, night games, hitting in particular parks, what what is good, what isn't good, just anything and everything you could possibly look at to judge hitters, the Brewers are just simply saying, we need more out of the guys in the middle of the lineup. It's that simple. You need more out of Anderson. You need more out of Telez. You need more out of Contreras and Caratini and Montessario. You know, you go through that whole list, Willie Adamas and company, like I had mentioned. You know, the good news is, if you really want to get into the crazy of good news, uh, the batting DH yesterday, Christian Yelich goes two for five, gets an RBI, scores a run. Yelich with that double, 
um, which is his fifteenth uh, uh, of the season. Uh, Yelich gets uh, his thirty fourth RBI of the season, and he's got the batting average now to two seventy. Two seventy. He's 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 heating up. As the uh, as the, the 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 weather heats up, so is Christian Yelich, and that's good news. That's good news. Aaron in out uh, says the Brewers really need a consistent power bat at the first base or right field position. Overall, the pitching hasn't been horrible every day, but do you think that they pull the trigger and uh, try to get to one or two of those missing pieces? I think they do. If they're right there, as we've stated, yes, yes. Absolutely. Um, Sean says, uh, did you hear that there's a podcast out that says Corbin Burns has refused to listen to the pitching coaches. He is no longer taking their advice. Uh, well, my question is, where is that coming from? Is that somebody's opinion? Or is that some? Because I have not read that. I haven't seen Todd Rosiak. I haven't seen Adam McCalvey or anybody else. Uh, Chuck Freeman hasn't talked about it. We'll talk with Chuck tomorrow on the uh, Locked on Brewers podcast. I haven't heard any of that. I haven't heard any of that come out. So I don't know specifically that that's true. Is that just – now, when you say he's not listening, do you mean he's not listening and just kind of throwing pitches willy-nilly? He's shaking off Contreras continuously? Or – have you heard that? No, he has pretty much said he is. He's not gonna not gonna listen to the pitching staff uh, anymore, and uh, therefore he's going rogue. So he thinks he knows it better than everybody else. I, I would find that hard to believe, that you would just throw the, the uh, you know, put it this way, your pitching coaches are there to help you, right? I think we can all agree upon that. They're not there to give you bad advice. Now he may feel like in a particular position that he would like to throw whatever, that he would like to throw a, you know, a, a slider or a cutter, as he has it, as opposed to a fastball in a particular situation. Okay, you can kind of understand that. But I can't imagine that he's just out there just going rogue and saying, I'm not listening to them at all. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, this is from Larry. Larry says uh, some people have podcasts and they just have conjecture uh, rather than facts. Uh, don't always listen to the podcasters as to why things aren't right. They have a lot of opinions just like everybody else does. I have not heard that either. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. Bonnie says, uh, let's not worry about Corbin Burns. Let's get everybody else right. And then maybe Burns falls into place. Do you think pitching is contagious like hitting? Um, No, eh. It, I mean, winning is content. Winning can be it can be an energy. It can be a momentum in baseball. But now, if you're if you, if you got a pitcher that just either is or isn't feeling it or what have you, nah, it's 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 tough. It's tough. Ronnie says, "I'm not worried about Corbin Burns. Give him some time. He's a guy that's been able to figure it out in the past. No big deal. Let's get Woodruff right, and we will be we will be fine." And uh, Buck says, uh, "No way, this team gets to 90 wins. They're not going to win the division." Yeah, but Buck, they're not. You're not the way the division is right now. You're gonna not going to need 90 wins to win it. You're going to need like 87, 88 maybe, which is not out of the realm of possibility, right? 
877-867-1670. Want to hear from you. I, I still think the Brewers have it in them to win the division. I didn't say it at the beginning of the season, obviously. I didn't choose them at the beginning of the season. But I, uh, I think uh, as long as they're hanging tough and hanging close, you got a few guys that maybe can cut out, come up and give you a spark. Maybe you make a deal to get a bat, uh, which a lot of people are looking for bats right now. But you, you're and here's the other thing: how if this team, if baseball still had the shift, and if baseball didn't have a pitch clock, and offense was down even more, how bad would this team be? You know, how bad would this team be offensively speaking, specifically the middle of the lineup? Relying on a, on a lot of guys that just aren't having those years that would match up to the back of their baseball card. 877-867-1670. Hit us. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good friends over to the house and had uh, did some grilling out and uh, used the Master Z's furniture and uh, they all loved it around the tiki bar and we hung out and had uh, a night in which uh, at the end of the night I was overserved. But that being said, uh, a great time. Came back here at like two in the morning, sat on uh, on the patio and just uh, just enjoyed the night. And uh, the one thing that everybody talks about always besides the tiki bar is the bar stools around it. And how comfortable they are. Got them all at Master Z's. Uh, and a relatively good price, too. And they're all weather, and they last a long, long time. And that's the reason so many people go there. The quality of the furniture that they have, whether it's patio furniture, patio tables, chairs, the bar stools, the bars and such uh, that are there, the Adirondack chairs, they've got it all. Uh, indoors, outdoors, Master Z's. Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. Call them 262-746-5931. 262-746-5931. And to tell them we sent you. Great stuff over there. Great stuff. Um, Mike says Yelich is going to get everybody's hopes up, and then he will crash. I hope not. I mean, this is one of the better seasons he's had in a while. So I'm I'm the 270, I'm taking it and running with it right now. If he uh, gives you a couple more hits, a couple more knocks, has a decent se- uh, series against the Mets, and keeps this going all the way, raises it up to maybe 275 by the All-Star break. Take that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Uh, this is uh, from Mark. Mark wanted to know what I thought of the uh, series uh, of the Cubs and the Cardinals over the weekend over in London. You know what's funny is I'm sitting there watching the uh, Fox pregame on Saturday morning. And Big Poppy. Now, remember, we had um, uh, our buddy on. Uh, oh, God, he does the. Uh, the Sports with Friends podcast. And, God, I can't think. His name escapes me at the top of my head. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Anyway, long story short, uh, he goes back to when he talked about Big Poppy and some of the people that he was hanging out with and not the most reputable and had some, uh, you know, people that had some drug issues, but yet he's hanging out with them on the, on the field during the All-Star game and during the home run derby and, Again, not reputable, much like Pete Rose hung around with when he was going through all of his gambling phase and the steroid phase and all that kind of stuff when he was running around with those guys, the bag man from the gym, so to speak. So you got Big Poppy, who's got uh, a little bit of a shady connection. You got Rodriguez, 
who's obviously got not once but twice different PED connections. And I'm just looking at this dais. I'm like, wow, this is this is not the most uh, upstanding people. They're having fun, but it's not the most upstanding people to be sitting there uh, and being the representation of, you know, America's sport in London, so to speak. And uh, so, anyway, uh, I'm watching it, but I did think it was kind of cool. I, I thought it was, uh, you know, good for baseball. But I'm not a big fan of I, – I just – the forcing of that overseas, I don't know. Never been a big fan of it. Just never have. Uh, I mean, I know that – you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, soccer matches and stuff, friendlies that are played in the United States, and people go on the world tour, you know, to try to spread the game, and I, I get it. I just, uh, I've never been a big fan of putting uh, regular season games overseas for anything, whether it's NBA, or NFL, whatever. I just, I've never been a big fan of that. Never have been. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to find us? Feel free. Uh, this is our buddy Wojo. Wojo says, uh, hey, Bill, I think the Brewers are going to be fine. However, if you don't get any more power out of the middle of the lineup, I think they're going to struggle to score runs. Uh, while they may be able to hit the ball a little bit better, scoring runs is still going to come at a premium, and this team just isn't going to be able to sustain, especially when it gets to the postseason. See, I disagree about the postseason, and the reason why is because let's say you get Burns back and Woodard for throwing well and Miley's throwing well, and you get Freddie Peralta figured out. You've got one of the best rotations then in baseball. You'll only go to a four-man rotation, remember. And if they get that going, you don't need to score four, five, six runs a game because your rotation should be good enough to keep you in every game. And plus, the back end of the bullpen is really solid, right? So you should be good enough to sustain if you get to the post. That's why the whole thing about, wow, they're not going to win in the postseason. Actually, I think they got a better shot at winning in the postseason if they get their pitching figured out. Because good pitching beats good hitting. I mean, the old adage is the old adage for a reason. Good hitting beats or good pitching beats good hitting every damn day of the week. And if you get those four guys, that's a juggernaut of a rotation if you get it rolling. And obviously you want to go a little bit longer into uh into games. You don't want to you know, I know Craig Council and their 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 metrics say get them out of the game after the fifth inning and rolling through the uh, lineup for the third time, but uh, if you got a guy that's throwing stellar, throwing 95, 96 miles an hour on the continuum and, and gets stronger as the game goes on because you just get looser, you feel better, there's no reason to be pulling guys out in the fifth inning. Let them go six or seven. Get to the back end of the bullpen. Let them close it out. Let them do their job, and that way you don't burn up that middle relief. So I'm I'm all for that. 877-867-1670. Uh, if you believe it, yes. If you don't, that's fine too. But I think that this team, if they get to the postseason, could actually do some damage because at that point in time, their pitching will be better. Their rotation should be, you know, barring injury, should be better than most. Should be better than most. Um, Jake says, uh, hey, Bill, what do you think of the rankings of quarterbacks in the National Football League and Jordan Love being 18th? I, You know what? We'll talk a little bit about that coming up here in just a while. I'm... I, how do you how do you rank them? My argument would be how do you rank them? You know, we could look at Patrick Mahomes and go absolutely. Patrick Mahomes number one. You could say uh, a guy like Joe Burrow, number two, uh, Justin Herbert, 
You've got Lamar Jackson. You, you can go through that ranking, and it, this is all semantics. It, it doesn't mean anything. Unless, of course, you're ranked dead last and you want to come out with something to prove, or you're a guy like Aaron Rodgers who's, who's ranked seventh or eighth, and they don't feel he's got it anymore. You know, okay, then you got something to prove. But other than that, who cares? You know, it's just it's one of those off-season things. Now, granted, we all love the NFL. We all want to talk about something. It's just one of those off-season things, though, where we all jump on it and we all say who's better, who's not. You know, Justin Fields has won games. I don't think he's a great quarterback. Kirk Cousins, he's won a lot of games, but he doesn't win in the postseason. I don't think he's a great quarterback. You know, Jared Goff, he has been able to win games and has won in the postseason. So is he better than Kirk Cousins? I think if he has the same type of season he had last year, yeah, he'll be much, much better. He would be considered a higher rank than Kirk Cousins. But it's all semantics. Who cares? Who cares? We'll get into that coming up here in just a little bit as well. But I, I agree with you. It's like, eh. It's kind of a snoozer. As much as I want to talk about it, you know, it's kind of a snoozer. It really is. 877-867-1670. we got an hour down. we got to three more yet to go. So, uh, by the way, uh, the uh, speaking of uh, football, Devontae Adams in the news. Some of the, uh, you know, in the legal sense. So we'll uh, get into that uh, coming up here in just a little bit. Um, and then we got a lot more to get to. Hang in there. We got a lot more to get to. On a Monday, a little bit of a rainy Monday. A little bit of a drizzly Monday. We need the rain. That's okay. Farmers need the rain, right? Hang in there. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up, and it's coming up right after this. <laughs> 